Did you love Ahsoka or did you hate it? Or did you just enjoy it as a fun romp in the galaxy? Either way, there is a lot to learn about the future of Star Wars in the newest entry in the universe. And the next open world Star Wars game is coming out in November? Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. It is now two Tuesdays since we have last gotten a Star Wars Ahsoka episode. As like a retroactive retrospective, I want to look back at Star Wars Ahsoka. I want to look at the highs, what it did incredibly well, as well as what it did poorly, and how it has affected the Star Wars galaxy, both from a canon perspective as well as a Legends lore perspective. Yeah, well for starters, we have a whole new year universe. Yeah, a whole other galaxy in Star Wars to explore. Uh, obviously, there's only one planet in that galaxy that we know of, Prydia, yeah. and it didn't seem to be as highly populated as we might have expected, and it seems like they, well, one, they didn't necessarily have the capabilities of leaving said planet because, you know, the Chimera was a little rough for wear by the time it got there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like they had, maybe it's like on the outer rim of that galaxy. There's, there's a lot going on there that I, I have questions on. Like, what what's the state of this galaxy? Obviously, there is a, enough infrastructure and enough know-how for the raiders on there to have the ability to make helmets and armor and weapons. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's something along there that they have some semblance or they can get this materials, they can forge it in some form or fashion. And it does make me question, like, in the nine years that they were on Pridia, no one came to visit them? Mm, that's from the true. other planets? Or did they just successfully stop them from coming? I mean, that planet has seems to have a pretty bad rap as far as, like... Something happened there, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like... It's the it's the armpit maybe of the galaxy. Who knows? It's really hard though to judge a galaxy on one planet. It so is. <laughs> but that's what we're doing today. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to. I would like to assume that because there is life at least on one planet, that they have also mm-hmm. gathered more than just dark magic. You'd think so, yeah. Using people, I would imagine that there's more to it. It's just, it's just a bad place, and people don't like to visit there. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair theory. But also, like, I went to Tatooine. Yeah, and that's that's the armpit of the. Yeah. <laughs> but that still has or a pretty Jakku. big. Yeah, that's probably even more so. It still has a big crime syndicate stuff going around. In yeah, I guess so. so. Spice a, trade. It's a different kind of thriving. Yeah, but. Mi- yeah, I mean, that, those are the questions that I have around this new galaxy in Star Wars of like, what what is this? What is this? Yeah. Is it just the one planet? Is it yeah. multiple planets? Are they in the far reaches of that galaxy? What does travel in between these planets look like? Is there any semblance of that kind of technology here? Does hyperdrive tech work here? You would have to find some ship there locally to be able to utilize those hyperdrive lanes right. to know where they are. Or uh, you could use like the, the Chistu and the, the children have the force sensitivity, allows them to jump and track and create new hyperlane rounds. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they have not explored, they haven't even scratched the surface of this galaxy. Or this planet. That's true. That is so true. We just, we don't even know. We don't even know. Mm-hmm. It, we're so in the dark, and yet 
there's been a light shone upon this galaxy. Yes. So what does it mean? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But going back to Ahsoka as a whole, Mm -hmm. this show did something very different, which was take it back to that Star Wars roots. Take it back to kind of how we feel vibe-wise of like the Clone Wars or Rebels. Taking the vibe of those shows that utilize this fun campiness tied to some serious topics and tied to some serious storytelling and bringing that further along into this more digestible route. Mm Mm-hmm. And bringing into live action. I think they did a really good job for their first example of this. Taking these characters that we knew from animation and making a whole show around them. Mm-hmm. I definitely think they brought in a lot of elements that tied it tied in a bunch of different Star Wars that not everyone's going to have seen. Yes. So like, it was the Star Wars show for Star Wars fans. Yeah, for sure. For, definitely for the deep cut. Star Wars fans. Yeah. Because, I mean, they were bringing in, like, stuff from Clone Wars and, like, just all this stuff that most just And not just, like, viewers, season one Clone Wars. No, like, deep into Clone Mortis Wars. Mortis art Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, he's just making it more of a reality. Like, more of, like, no, this is what Star Wars is in my mm-hmm. world sort of thing. So we're going to make it just come to be. It's just an interesting very interesting space for mm-hmm. Star Wars. How <laughs> well intended. do you feel like it capitalized on these characters? Do you think it did a good job of putting them in this new galaxy, in this new perspective, in this new time period in Star Wars? It's a lot. It's a lot to expect from these characters that we've seen in very different stages i want to say yes i think they did a really good job for what they could do mm-hmm. with the time that we had yeah um which we'll get to that yeah yeah i have to say that it did a pretty good job obviously there's things that i would want to change or like i would want to see more of x in this person or in this character mm-hmm. like it wasn't quite satisfied but i think that's kind of the point so yeah. 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 What do you think? I think they did an okay job with it. I feel like we got just the surface level on so many of these mm-hmm. characters, and then we went back not to where we started, but an inverse of where we started mm-hmm. or where we left off with them. Because you, we see Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine, Zab, the whole crew at the end of Rebel Season 4. They're all in this situation. Ezra and Thrawn get taken off to this new galaxy and now we have the inverse of that where Ezra and Thrawn are taken back to the Star Wars galaxy and now we're going to create another story but the reverse of that in telling the same thing Mm -hmm. or are we going to just leave Ahsoka and Sabine on that planet and Thrawn and Ezra Ezra knowing that Thrawn is a serious threat now that he's in that galaxy, is he just going to focus on that? Or is he going to focus like Sabine did on saving them again? They did an okay job with the characters themselves. I think they did a lackluster job with the whole story arc in terms of, well, we were kind of even worse than we started before. Mm. And we didn't move anything forward. We've actually moved back a couple steps. Uh, I might disagree with you. I think they're in a better space to have Ezra than to have Ahsoka. Oh, 100%. That's what I, I mean. Like that. That's why I feel like Ezra knowing the threat of mm-hmm. Thrawn is much better than mm-hmm. Ahsoka and Sabine being on the other side. Yeah, be like, la la la. No, don't let Thrawn come back. Because now that he I feel is like, back. I do wonder. I feel like Ezra, before he went in the in, on this trip, would have sacrificed the same thing that mm-hmm. Sabine did to get to Sabine. Mm-hmm. But I do question, like, if this new Ezra 
would have I, made that same decision. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah I don't think, I think, I think he would have destroyed the map mm-hmm. and tried to figure some other way over there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He, I already have the sense that he's very much more mature than Sabine. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's grown a lot. Um, and not grown. just in face, facial hair. Um, <laughs> We've got a new space Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think Ezra's going to be a lot more savvy as far as like knowing where priorities should lay. And also how to uh, impact Thrawn. Because mm-hmm. he had been dwindling his forces throughout that whole nine year period. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see where he goes as far as the political side of things. Because I mm-hmm. feel like they might make that his struggle, like trying to get his voice heard in that yes whole. that's a good point i feel like we're gonna get whatever we get next is gonna be more of like a political series and or he'll just turn all rebel and make hera come with him and <laughs> yeah that was my next point of like hera and ezra is quite the combo mm. especially with young jason getting yeah. some sensitivities to the force mm-hmm. that could be a very dangerous combo mm-hmm. for the uh resiliency of the new republic <laughs> oh i wonder if they're gonna um get zeb in there with them too They've got to. They've got to. They I gotta feel get like the group back together. The introduction of Zeb in The Mandalorian mm-hmm. season three, they have to do something they have with to. him. They can't just tease him like that and not yeah. bring him in. They have to bring the band back together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like there's so many of these different pieces. We've moved forward in many ways, but we've also moved backwards in many ways in that mm-hmm. same same breadth. And I think there is a. It's going to be a very interesting. Transition moving forward process with these characters and these situations and how they move forward mm-hmm. than we've seen in any of the other Star Wars shows. Much more Clone Wars esque in terms mm-hmm. of we have one story that we're going to tell over this time period that's filling the gap in between these two movies. Yeah. And we're going to stretch that gap into seven seasons in Clone Wars case. <laughs> and I feel like we're going to have something very similar to that in ahsoka and we're going to see that in this mandoverse and how each of these shows interweave with each other Mm -hmm. and how the mandalorian does this over here while also impacting ahsoka over here Mm -hmm. do you think we're going to get a mandalorian season next or do you think they're going to come out with an ahsoka first before another mandalorian because mandalorian's been very much like up in the air like is this going to be a movie Uh is this going to be a tv show still like what's going to happen next and we don't really know yeah apparently john favreau has written season four of the mandalorian Hmm. he said he's gone on record but i think before all of the episodes of season three had come out that he has already written season four Hmm. so I think if we're looking at this, we're going to see season four of Mando before we see anything other in the Mandoverse around Ahsoka. And I feel like that's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> I want more Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love Mando season one. I really like Mando season two. Mm-hmm. Mando season three. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So going from Mando season three to Ahsoka was like, oh my gosh, here we go. Yeah. And now we may get some transitionary thing. I feel like whatever season four is going to be is what season three was supposed to be before all of the struggles with getting onto Pedro Pascal's schedule. Because mm. I don't, I don't, I think there was a report that he wasn't on set for most of the Mandalorian, if any, of Mandalorian season three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But there's still season 2.5, so... Yeah, there's still season (laughs) 2.5. So yeah, I think there's going to be some interesting things going on with these characters in that time period. But 
I do want to ask you, mm-hmm. how can they improve? Mm-hmm. What is it that Ahsoka has done that one, they can continue to do? And then two, what is it that we think they can improve on? Obviously, they've got a great story going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really going to help Building them. a foundation for yeah, a good one. Yeah, they've got a really good, strong foundation. They've got the big bad with other little big bads in there. Man, like what's going on with Balin? We still don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a huge thing. So now we've got two stories like it, that's interesting. It, it it's interesting that they made it into two stories now. Like now we've got Ahsoka and them in the other galaxy, and then we've got these mm-hmm. everybody else fighting Thrawn. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. I think it's good. I'll be I'll be really interested to see how they up the tension mm-hmm. with that. Like uh, I don't know. It, hmm. I think that is something that hasn't really been there is the tension. Yeah. Like, yes, there was a threat, but that was all yeah. it kind there of There was no was. concern ever. Like, right. every single... I, It wasn't the choreography. Everyone's like, the choreography in Ahsoka is so bad. It wasn't that. No. It was that you didn't care. You knew that Ahsoka was going to win every single fight. Mm-hmm. That was it. Against Morgan Elizabeth, there was no tension there. There was no concern for Ahsoka's well-being. What are the stakes, really? Come on. That was my biggest gripe. Like, I think choreography in Ahsoka was fine. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really enjoyable in, in most places. But obviously with the introduction of, like, the whole stupid LED lightsaber thing, that has really really put a damper on how quickly they can remove a saber. Because if you've held one of those, you can't move quickly with those. Mm. There's a weight to it that makes it feel slower. And I think that's one thing that we're picking up here with the fight scenes. The number two thing, and I think that's even more impactful, is there's no pressure. There's no threat in any of the fights in Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Morgan Elsbeth and Ahsoka, I think, is the clearest one. That's the one that you should have been most concerned about. But are you? Not really. Uh-huh. That was my biggest gripe. I felt like Ahsoka should have gotten hurt in some way. Mm-hmm. And that would have led to more of an understanding of why they were delayed and how Thrawn became free. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been way more impactful. But, again, it's Dave Filoni doing his favorite character. He's not going to hurt her, his favorite character in that way. Ugh. I wish he would. I think it would be more interesting. Yeah. In, as a character standpoint for him. Like, mm-hmm. no, but what would happen if your favorite favorite precious person actually did get hurt and got poisoned yeah. or something like bad happened that would have been really interesting it would have been great yeah the stakes would have been that much higher it's like is there a time crunch now do you have to really get back or do you need to stay here and like mm-hmm. do a thing to get this healing thing done or like it just would have been really interesting and, than- and ahsoka would have had to be reliant mm-hmm. on sabine mm-hmm. i think that would have been a very interesting plot point yeah so hopefully they do something like that in the future maybe against balin who knows yeah um, the second thing that I have an issue with would be timing. Mm. I am so over eight episode series. <laughs> They're dumb, and I feel like the whole industry is moving away from them. Marvel just recently announced that they're doing a complete wipe of their whole TV strategy. Whoa! They're going to move a, move towards showrunners and development of series, multiple seasons in the standard format rather than what they had done previously which was let's give a bunch of movie directors mm. a bunch of money no pilot episodes no nothing they make the whole series in one go and then they're just long movies mm-hmm. that's not gonna work now 
I don't think anybody wants more eight-episode series. It allows them to crank more out, but I'd rather have, like Andor did, 12 episodes Mm. than eight. Eight feels way too short. They can't do enough development in the time necessary, and it makes the show feel lacking, in my opinion. Mm. It would have been interesting to see Ahsoka as 12 episodes. Mm -hmm. I don't. No. It would have made a lot more sense for Sabine's quick use uh, or more powerful use, as well as mm-hmm. Ahsoka's overcoming of her own demons inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's strategy. Yeah. Balin. More Balin. Yeah, more Balin. Just more Balin, man. And add the other four episodes just about Balin. <laughs> he could be like looking over the coast stoically, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is the best Star Wars ever. <laughs> Oh my. Yeah, it would have been really interesting though to see how they could have developed this more. I think it would have just affected the stakes. We would have just gotten that Mm -hmm. much more attached to these characters instead of feeling like Clone Wars kind of did. Like it felt, it feels immature just because of that, just because we're not getting that time and that personal touch, I guess. It's fake stakes. Mm -hmm. You know outside of the universe that the story has to end by these episodes in universe it makes no sense why they're in such of a hurry yeah i guess i'm kind of sad i didn't see something that surprised me you know like the like what you're saying like if ahsoka did get hurt like that would have surprised me or yeah like there just there need to be a little bit there need to be something that changed my mind to be like oh wait Mm-hmm. No, this is this is big or this is different. Like this yeah. is serious. It just never really got there. I think that ultimately comes down to it being the first of this type. Mm. It's a side effect of it being the first kind of like restructuring of what the Mandoverse is. Yeah. That they felt like they had to play it a little bit safe. If they play it safe in season two, that's where it's like, no, that wasn't playing it safe just to build a foundation. Mm -hmm. It was an intentional choice. Yeah. So I feel like that's something that we'll hold reservation on before we judge them too harshly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll write it in. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on it. (laughs) Like, let's wait till if season two comes out and they're still making those safe, predictable choices, it's like, nope, he's just not ready to commit yet. Mm -hmm. It is kind of a shame what they did to Morgan Elspeth. Mm-hmm. That's such a waste. And she had such power too. I yeah, mean, she had... Mother Talzin's sword. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, we're not gonna go there. Don't go. We're there. Not gonna go. There. No. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of these different pieces when it comes to Ahsoka, and I think they're building it up to a very interesting place. But now, the next Star Wars game—it's not what you might think of Star Wars Outlaws. It's not a new first-person shooter. It's not another Battlefront game. It's nothing like that. It's actually an update coming to, not Fortnite, but Minecraft. Minecraft? Minecraft. Okay. Minecraft, out of the blue, dropped this one trailer on Star Wars. It's actually a really awesome trailer. Yeah, actually. Key moments around the Clone Wars. You get to create your own character. You get to customize your own little buddy droid. And you get a story-driven adventure played through Minecraft from Kamino to Coruscant. Okay. Minecraft is doing some really interesting. Mm-hmm. I say that in both the good and the bad things. <laughs> um, I I think Minecraft and I do not think story-driven mm. at all. 
Like nothing. I just think you just go and you just drop into a little world that's generated for you and it just, it's totally unique, blah, blah, blah. And then you make the story. Yeah. Vanilla Minecraft, for sure. Mm-hmm. But then you get into the mods, and then you get to yeah. the servers, and then you get to all these other things where people are building these stories using that as like the foundation. I think I think that has been what we've been seeing more and more from Minecraft, though, too. Mm-hmm. Is that like the more stories and even just books coming out from Minecraft? Yeah, that's like true. Comic books and like <laughs> I, eh, okay. supposedly a movie at some point going to be set in Minecraft. What? Yeah, Minecraft movie. This this thing's gotten so big. Yeah. Three hundred million people own a copy of Minecraft or there have sold 300 million copies of Minecraft. It's a huge deal. This is going to be a free update that comes out November 7th, so not too long away, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it is going to, like I said, allow you to create your own character and create your own path of the Jedi is what it's called. So you get to Go through the height of the Clone Wars. You get to create your story in the Star Wars galaxy, in these different planets, in these different places on those planets as key parts of the Star Wars story. And you get to live your own Star Wars game. Yeah. In Minecraft. Uh Uh-huh. It's crazy. It's definitely a Jedi-based game. Um, Yes, yes. But you get to wield the Force. Mm-hmm. You get to make your own lightsaber. Yeah, like what in Minecraft? It's pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I okay. No, if you had told me at the beginning of the year, you'd be like, okay, but like, tell me a game mm-hmm. that's gonna come out that's Star Wars themed. Which is gonna come out first, Star Wars Hunters or a Minecraft version of Star Wars? Probably the first Hunters. of the year. Definitely one of that. You've been like, like Star Wars Hunters, right? Star Wars. Yeah, it's supposed no, to already they been would out. Never, it should be almost done. They they're still never. doing updates, right? No. <laughs> Something we didn't even know about at the beginning of the year is coming out, which is a Star Wars update to Minecraft. It's so crazy. And it's free. It's going to be a free update November 7th, and this is what they say about it. Path of the Jedi will be explicitly story-driven as the player's Jedi Knight and training travels around the galaxies to planets such as Coruscant and Kamino to complete various missions. They're giving you Coruscant. Yes. Yes. Oh, no. Star Wars, <laughs> not Battlefront 2015, <laughs> not Battlefront 2 2017, Jedi Fallen, or Jedi Survivor was the only option that we got, mm-hmm. and now Minecraft. <laughs> the two versions of Coruscant is Jedi Survivor uh-huh. and Minecraft. Yeah. Welcome to Star Wars gaming in 2023. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. This is something I feel like we've gotten, and and I've complained about this before, there are more updates for Star Wars and Fortnite than there have been in any of the other Star Wars games combined, probably. And now, not everyone plays Fortnite. Everyone plays Minecraft, though. Now we're getting something really unique in the Star Wars universe that's in Minecraft that allows you the freedom of Minecraft as well as, like, the storytelling and execution of Star Wars. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. It looks like we're going to visit the planet of Ilum, or Ilum, or however you say that yeah. planet's name. Because it's, like, it's got these, like, gems and, like, you're with this team and you're going in. It's and it's snowy. Yeah. yeah. It looks it, like you're going to, like, have a mission to make your lightsaber. I think that it, it looks like that's going to be the case. Also, fun fact, Starkiller Base, that's actually Ilum. Or Ilum. Really? That's that planet. <gasps> yeah, they that? massacred my boy. Wow. Yeah. That's actually more powerful. Like, that actually makes me, like, appreciate. That's so sad. It is sad. Yeah. But that's why it worked. Because yeah. Because they had, it was powered all by the all the... Kyber crystals. Oof. 
Yeah, so it looks like, yeah, you're going to be able to go on this mission to find your kyber crystal and go through that whole process and probably fight skeletons that are dressed up as stormtroopers or zombies or whatever. Those are going to be like the mobs in the game are going to be specifically Star Wars themed. Mm. So more than likely that's what's going to happen. And they previously had something that was an update to Star to Minecraft that added Star Wars maps like there were these little self-contained things that you got to basically and one was Dagobah that you could walk around and you could find different things it was like treasure hunt kind of thing Mm -hmm. but and that was fun but this is like fully explored mission based thing and this is going to be really cool how open world do you think it's going to be I think it's going to be relatively open world yeah I feel like it's going to be close to maybe something like Jedi Survivor oh okay like maybe they have these bigger locations that you get to be more free around right and then as you go to these different planets there are going to be some boundaries hmm. yeah, yeah that makes sense especially if you're like going in between things or yeah on a very specific quest or mission or something like that i mm-hmm. could see that where yeah. it's more focused but then there's like bigger spaces that you just get to run around and jump all over to everything mm-hmm. i think that's what it's going to be but let us know your thoughts on what we discussed around ahsoka as a whole as well as minecraft star wars in the comments below if you're watching this on youtube or contact uplinkpodcast.com you can listen to the podcast wherever you find podcasts apple podcasts itunes soundcloud spotify all of the places and you can of course check this out on youtube if you're listening to this on the podcast app of your choice you can check out this as well as many other videos on the channel and if you're watching this on youtube hey check out other videos as well as you can listen to the podcast anywhere else if you just drop off on here as always thank you for listening and may the force be with you